Hello there, welcome to a brand new episode of Fortune One Podcast, Navigating Life and Relationships. I hope you had an amazing weekend and I hope you enjoyed the previous episode. I'm really excited for this week's episode because we're going to be talking about why there is so much evil in the world today. I think it's one of the questions a lot of people ask believers. If there's such a big, beautiful God up there, why is there so much evil in the world that he has created? And over the years, I've listened to a lot of analogies. I've listened to a lot of explanations to these questions. And one particular explanation stands out. But I've questioned this explanation in my head because I found it not to be sufficient. People often say, if you're sick today and you don't go to the doctors, you wouldn't get well. So they say, if you don't go to God or if you don't accept Jesus, then evil will come upon you. When I think about that, I began to think to myself, so how do we explain babies born with cancer? Or how do we explain toddlers who get raped by grown men? They're suffering evil. Would we say that it's because they didn't go to God or because they didn't accept Jesus, which is why they have suffered that evil? I think not. So I keep saying to myself, how sufficient is this analogy? Because it sounds to me that anyone who has Jesus would never suffer the impact of evil. But is that really the reality of believers today? I don't think so. But it's never about the lack of potency in God or the word. Rather, it is rooted in something deeper that we'll be talking about today. So sit tight, grab your popcorn and your drink, and we're going to get on with this ride. I think people often use that explanation when there is limited time and when the person they're explaining to doesn't have sufficient knowledge that they could use to explain it further. But I also think it's a bit detrimental telling someone that if you have Jesus, you don't face evil. Because while we are covered by the blood of Jesus, we are not exempt from the impact of the fallen world that we live in. So I'll make it as simple as possible and I really just hope and trust the Holy Spirit to bring some more light into our hearts even as we listen. So the kingdom of God was created and operates with a justice system. God designed this justice system by himself and he also bound himself by the system because of his consistent nature. I'll break it down a bit. If a God was created to be used for protection... And someone takes it and uses it to kill another person who's done nothing to them. It wouldn't cease to be a gun in that instance just because someone has abused this use. I hope you get that analogy. It's the same way someone takes a stone that is meant to be used for building a house and they take it and break it on another human's head. In the instance that they are about to break it on that human's head, it doesn't cease to be a stone. It's still a stone. What has just happened is that it's been abused abuse a thing as God's creation we can't turn back and say God was the one who caused it because if you look around you everything that God created indeed is good but if a person takes it and abuses it and misuses it for evil that is on the person and not necessarily on God now let's talk about the justice system The justice system came into play after Adam and Eve had sinned and after they fell in the Garden of Eden. Suddenly, they were now able to recognize good and evil. Sin came into the world 
and so they knew what evil was they were able to perpetuate evil to cause evil and also to hinder it at the same time now the system that was put in place after they sinned was first given in the time of moses when he led the children of israel out and god said to him that death is the only penalty for sin so anytime someone sins the only penalty they can receive for that sin is death it explains why in those days when someone sinned they had to get an animal place their hand on the animal and then slaughter the animal take the blood and offer it on the altar in those days what that signified by you know a person placing their hand on the animal was that animal stood in their place so rather than them dying an animal was going to die imagine living in those times every single time you sin like every single time you said a, a lie you had to get an animal to kill that is how bad it was and jesus thought to himself this isn't sufficient this door isn't sufficient so what did he do he sent his son jesus who was sinless he lived a life of 33 years and he didn't sin once and jesus came and he died for me and for you and for every single person in the world now what god did by that is jesus came and became the death once and for all for every single sin that we would commit now in the past and also in the future so we have we pay no penalty for our sin because jesus christ already paid that penalty now, how does this fix into the whole idea of evil in the world? When we come to Jesus and we accept him as our Lord and personal Savior, the Bible says that there begins to be a renewal of our minds. The Bible says that he takes our hearts of stone and gives us his heart of flesh. And what God begins to do in us is he begins to make us to think and act like Jesus. And so we don't do evil. We don't cause evil. We are not thinking as Adam and Eve did when they sinned, when they fell. We're not thinking about raping someone. We're not thinking about lying to someone. We're not thinking about stealing from someone. So he cleanses our mind so that we can think like he does. A person who hasn't accepted Jesus is unable to think and act like Jesus, which is why people are still bound by evil in the world. They are still bound by sin because they haven't accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and their personal savior. Essentially, what this is, is death is still ruling in the hearts of some people because Jesus hasn't come and become death for them to their sin. And until everyone accepts Jesus Christ, evil will continue to reign because we are in a fallen world. I just need you to understand that when Jesus came and died and he saved us, and even the Bible says he was wounded for transgressions, he was bruised for iniquities, Chastisement of our peace was on him, and by his stripes we are healed. He died and he saved us. He didn't save the world. He didn't save the fallen world. Okay, he didn't save the evil in the world. He saved us, his children. And so, when we are deactivated from committing evil, evil will cease to exist. So, until every human being becomes deactivated from committing evil, evil will continue to exist. The only covering we have as children of God is in the blood of Jesus, which is why anytime there is evil, anytime there is pestilence, anytime there is anything that is contrary to the person of God, as children of God, because Jesus Christ has come and has been sin and death for us, essentially we can use his blood, we can take cover under his blood, and that is why we plead the blood of Jesus over us, that in spite of the evil in the world, in spite of the fallen states, we choose not to partake in this evil 
and we also covered from evil impacting us. Now, it doesn't ever mean that when things happen in life, we begin to think, oh, the blood of Jesus is not sufficient. No, we have a joy. We have a joy that is coming. The Bible says that there is a glory to be revealed. The, the suffering of the present time is not worth comparing to the glory to be revealed. This is what our Bible tells us. And so in spite of the impact of evil in the world that we might face today, tomorrow, next, tomorrow, next year, we must always know that it is only for a time. It is only temporary and there is a glory to be revealed. This is the hope that we have as believers. But it doesn't mean that evil automatically ceases because there are some human beings in this world who are yet to accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and personal Savior. I want to conclude by saying that evil is not the absence of God. I also want to conclude by saying that in God's wisdom, he gave us free will because another very important question that people always ask is, why did Jesus give us free will? If he wants us to serve him, might as well just have made us serve him. Or if he doesn't want a person to commit evil, he can make the person not commit evil. And that's very true. Jesus Christ can actually do whatever he wants to do in a man. However, in his wisdom, he has given us this free will. But he's also given us Jesus. So that with Jesus, we can exercise our free will to his glory. It's always important that we try to look at it from God perspective and not just from the world perspective. So I always say to people, when people are asking you questions, make sure they are asking it from the right perspective. Are they asking so that they can see it through the lens of Jesus? Or are they asking so that they can find potholes in our answers? And it's very important that we are discerning about these kinds of things. Jesus loves us. Jesus loves the world. It makes no sense why he would create us to kill ourselves with evil. It makes no sense why he, why he would create us so that evil can reign in our midst. No, it was never his intention. Adam and Eve were in a garden where everything was perfect until sin came in before they began to be doomed, before they began to be evil. But what God is attempting to do is to restore us to where Adam and Eve was, which is in the Garden of Eden, which was in the atmosphere of God, in the presence of God. And what happens when we accept Jesus is that we begin to live that eternal life. The Bible says that he came to give us eternal life, abundant life. So we begin to live it here, even up to the point where death comes. But that's just physical death, okay? It just takes our body, it doesn't take our soul. And then we go to heaven and we never experience spiritual death because we have Jesus and so we have eternal life. And we go and we spend eternity in the kingdom of heaven i don't know what is more exciting than that so when we go out and we hear people speak about evil what they are speaking about is the fallen state of the world okay and so in telling them that jesus says we need to help them understand that the world that we are in is fall is a fallen state and it is evil and if they accept jesus what that means is that they are covered by the blood of jesus but it doesn't mean that they seize to be impacted by the evil of the world it just remind they just need to be reminded that it's only temporary and there's a glory that is coming that is to be revealed and so we never just get comfortable in this world okay and that's another thing evil makes us so uncomfortable in the world we just keep thinking 
I can't wait to go home where there is no pain, where there is no sorrow. While God wants us to thrive here, he doesn't want us to get too comfortable. So that when it's time to go home, we're not like, no, I, I like it here in the world. I don't think there's anyone who likes the evil in the world. Everyone wants to be in a place where there's peace, there's joy, there's happiness. And that is what heaven is. And so I always encourage people that while you speak to people about, you know, evil about jesus also remind them that this world is meant to be uncomfortable for believers we are not meant to be too comfortable to the point where we don't want to leave okay heaven is our home and by god's grace we will all be united there when god calls us home or when he returns which is soon so i implore you listening to this give your life to christ jesus christ has his arms wide open waiting for you to come in he wants to wipe away every tear he wants to restore your heart he wants to bring healing to everywhere that there is hurt in you okay jesus loves you thank you so much for listening to this week's episode and i look forward to seeing you next week and i hope i've been able to explain to you why evil in the world today but how that there is a redemptive plan for man so thanks for listening for Truman Podcast, Navigating Life and Relationships. Bye. Love and light.